Hello, everybody. Welcome to the first inaugural Lots of Booze Yahoo's Fantasy Football Podcast. I am Garrett Wages. I'll be joined here with Clay Collier, Josh Garbrecht, Troy Tipiconic. Um, first ever, first episode of the Lots of Booze Yahoo's podcast. We're going to come at you with uh, our takes on some players, t- recaps of some uh, different games throughout the league. We'll get through some future games, some players we think you should buy, uh, buy, buy low, sell high on. Um, but first, let me welcome in Josh Garbrecht. Josh, how you doing, man? I'm good, man. I'm excited. When Clay came up with this idea for us to make a podcast, I thought it was a great idea. Um, it's something we do pretty much every night anyways on a group FaceTime call. So I'm very happy to be here. No, yeah. I mean, there's a lot of fantasy football knowledge throughout the four of us. Um, you, obviously, in our league, lots of booze yahoos, winning, being a five-time champion. Um, next, let's go to Clay Collier. Clay, how you doing, man? I'm good. I'm just – I'm excited. You know, this this came to me, I don't know, Sunday night, I think, when I realized Josh was going to win the league. And I was like, what's a way for all of us to just have a good time and, and enjoy fantasy, you know? And I think this is a good way to do it. So, I'm excited. No, I mean, like Josh said, we basically do it on every night basis, whether it's through a group FaceTime or we're talking one-on-one with, with each other. So, I mean, I love the idea. And last but not least, Troy Tipiconic. Troy, how you doing, man? Yo, yo, yo. God, man, I've been I've been waiting for this day, honestly, man. I mean, we give uh we give a lot of advice out. Um a lot of people come to us outside of this league and um just people, different types of people from everywhere, you know, give us a check, give us a ring and uh so we might as well put it on a podcast and you know, get it for other people out there that that don't know us and need to listen in because this is elite advice since 2014. So it's coming out to you for free, you know, elite advice. If you don't want it, take a freaking step back then, you know, but the people who do want it, you know, this is for you. So, yeah. So Josh, uh, I just want you to kind of give the listeners a, a little background of what lots of booze yahoos is. Yeah. So lots of booze yahoos, uh, founded in 2014. It's a group of college buddies that, uh, me, Clay, Troy, and Wages all went to school with at Oklahoma Christian. Um, we've been pretty much the same group uh, since 2014. Uh, we've had a few guys come and go, but kind of the same core nine. And, you know, every year we look forward to fantasy just as much as the next guy. And we love talking fantasy. Yeah, I mean, lots of booze yahoos is an auction-only league. We don't do snake drafts. Uh, Troy's a big auction guy. He yeah, get the it. hell out of there. Get the hell out. If, 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 you're doing a, if you're doing a snake draft, I mean, I don't even know if I want you listening on the podcast. So you, you, don't, don't, you, to, uh, you don't get your guy. To, yeah, you, you ain't respecting the game <laughs> if, if you're sitting there doing a snake. I know a lot of you out there, you know, auction's where it's at. You know, you got to be a good manager to be in an auction draft. You got to – you know, balance your money. It comes more than just picking the next big guy up. And that's, you know, goes out there to Ben Carlson and Jarrett Garbrecht and, you know, Zach Powell, Bean Dip, Cone Titties, all those guys out there that, uh, you know, think they can, you know, come mess with us and be elite. I mean, you're not there yet until you prove it. You know, I think the well, thing is a lot of people don't know about auction drafts. No, that I, that is a sad thing. I mean, auction drafts, you can get your guy. I mean, I think I've gotten Travis Kelsey the last three years. You know, sadly, he's got, he's been shipped away from the North the past two years. But, I mean, I still get him every year regardless. 
Just the same with yeah. you, Clay. You get OBJ. Yeah. And, same, with, and, same, with, same with Troy. He gets Zeke. And then Garb gets nobody and wins every year. So it's just like a rerun every year. It's almost similar to a keeper league in the aspect of you get your guy every year. It's just exactly you know last yeah. year Troy paid sixty five for Zeke and this year he paid seventy five. So exactly. a little different, but it's just how bad suspense. how bad you want your guy. You know how bad you whatever your strategy is, how much you want to spend on it to keep that strategy. You know what I'm saying? You can go in there and wing it like you know we have some managers and then that in our you know league that do that. And I know there's managers out there that don't look at stuff and just go in winging it, but. If you have a strategy, you know, how, how much – what's the price you're willing to keep on it? But I know we got some stuff to get to, uh, you know, Mr. Wager, so let's go. Yeah, so, I mean, first off, we're just going to get to the recap from uh, week seven. I know – I mean, our first podcast, we're kind of getting late into the 2020 season, and we're starting um, to – after week seven, so we're going to go into week eight. But first, we're going to recap some games of week seven. And I know this group, this core group of four right here, we're big on NFL red zone. Scott Hansen is our guy. We love watching him on Sundays. And that ending to the 12 o'clock slate was absolutely insane. Yeah, that was unbelievable. Yeah, honestly, shout out to Scott Hansen. Um, I could do a better job than he does, but I still love the guy. <laughs> yeah, so. I mean, it was it was incredible to end of that. Um, honestly, looking at it, Dallas, Washington – We've had conversations about Zeke, his his stock as a whole. Okay, where is his stock? Where do we rank Zeke as a top? Is he still a top back in this league? Go ahead, Troy. We'll let you take the reins, since your guy. You know, it, it's a tough one because you know everyone thought coming into the year that you know it, it was Dallas's year and. You know, they they put all their, you know, chips in it going offensive, drafting CD in the first round and really signing kind of some, to be honest, like some washed up veterans, you know, like Everson Griffin's an old guy, man. Don Terry Poe's an old guy, you know, Worley's an old guy. Like they were just relying on Jalen and Vander Esch who kind of underplayed, you know, Vander Esch coming off that collarbone. But like they put all their chips in this offensive basket. And so everyone thought, oh, you know, is he going to run it up? He's going to catch the ball. He's going to catch some passes, you know, and he he showed that for the first, you know, till Dak got hurt. So right now, to be honest, it, it, I would take – I would probably take nine backs over Zeke right now. Uh, I would say he's probably the 10th, but I can probably name you nine backs with Aaron Jones healthy, like fully healthy guys, like minus Saquon, but – with McCaffrey coming back, potential on Thursday, um, there's probably nine guys I'd rather take, especially with, you know, what it looks like right now. You got little Ben Danucci coming up. Who shit? He might be better than Cam right now, but, like, he's, he, you know, this is a guy who we know nothing about out of James Madison. Um, I I think he's out of – he's either he's right there, ten, he's 10 and beyond for me. So, I don't, I so let me let me ask man. you something then. Let me ask you something. If you, if you're saying he's right at ten, you've got some injury guys coming back. One of those guys in my mind is Nick Chubb. If you had Zeke on your team right now, would you? It, and this is scenario by scenario because if you're if you're a losing record, you may not do this. But if you're looking at playoffs and you have Zeke on your team, are you are you going to look at shipping Zeke for uh, Nick Chubb straight up? You know, 
Is that crazy? I, it's not crazy. I, I like it. Coming coming off the injury, you know, it it, it it's a little. Um, the dude was balling. It's a little before. scary. No, yeah, I, I I'm a hundred percent with you on that. Um, I think coming off the injury, you might be a little sketched out. Um, it's, and Hunt's obviously still in the picture. Because um, you got guys like uh, Nick Chubb, you got Eckler coming back, you got guys like this that are coming off injuries that you you're looking at teams that need a back now. Yeah. If you're a winning team, I think maybe I it's think, something something you look at. I think a more realistic like trade for me is. If someone's sitting over there and they got three backs and James Conner's one of them, if you told me James Conner or, or Zeke the rest of the way, you know, give me Conner. That, that's a better, you know, ideal for me. Or, or if it's Mixon. I know Mixon's coming back off this injury, but I think he's back this week. Like, it, if that's the trade around these guys that are – and let's be – like, Joe's, a, you know, borderline top ten. Conner's, you know, top ten around there. And then you got guys like, you know, JT um, – you got guys like Josh Jacobs, who is was hot, hot, hot coming out the gate, and then he kind of fell off. You know, th- those are more of the guys that, you know, I'm thinking of I-, I would trade for, you know. Like, Connor for sure for me, um, Joe Mixon for sure for me, and then uh, Josh Jacobs, uh, that's a little up in the air. I think I think I keep Zeke over Josh Jacobs. Um, Garb, I want to shift to you. Um so, Clay, this is for you as well because I know he's your guy. But I want to go to guard first. So, okay. OBJ goes. He's out for the year. Um, I'm I'm talking about this Browns Bengals game we had, um, 37-34 Cleveland. Um, what are your, What are your thoughts on the uptake of Jarvis? Do you think he gets a little bit more targets, or do you think uh, another guy like Higgins comes in and starts being uh, productive to where you could put him in as a flex option in deeper leagues? Yeah, so first off this year, I loved I loved Baker coming into the season. Uh, you know, Clay, that's kind of his guy, quote-unquote. Uh, he's had him most years. I outbid him. I thought he was going to, you know, come back to his New York Giants self a little bit. But, you know, super sad seeing him go down this past week. Uh, the obvious guy that's going to take, you know, the bigger role is going to be Jarvis. Uh, but, in fact, for the next, you know, four weeks, I think the guy that benefits the most is Kareem Hunt. Uh, you know, this is a guy that right now, I think is a top six back week in, week out with uh, Nick Chubb out. And you could also make the argument that Kareem Hunt is maybe just as good with Nick Chubb. So I yeah. think maybe it's I don't more Kareem Hunt than, uh, than any of the receivers. You know, uh, I know Harrison Bryant stepped up these past couple weeks. He's been pretty touchdown dependent. But uh, if I had, you know, pick two guys, it'd be Jarvis and then Kareem Hunt. But if you have to stream a guy, though, Harrison Bryant's somebody to definitely look at. Yeah, a lot yeah, of people 100%. in the league because after three tight ends, it, it it drops off. So, you know, you got to look at streaming options here and there. Yeah, but, uh, yeah. Real, real quick to go back, just real quick. I know we just recap. You know, just talked about touchdown Cowboys Washington doesn't get a lot of attention, but real quick with Washington, F one man. If you own F one out there, if you're if you're an owner with F one, this guy can fucking play, man. I'm telling you. Any quarterback from Colt McCoy to Case Keenum to Dwayne Haskins to Kyle Allen, this guy is a player, man. He he makes plays. We talking four three speed, catch a five yard slant, take it to the house. This guy can play. Antonio Gibson can play. Um, I'm a little out on JD right now, but uh, 
Antonio Gibson and, and, and McCorn are the guys you want on that Washington team. I just thought that needed to be said, but, you know, we, we kind of skipped over that Washington team. But F1 and Gibson are the guys you want. Yeah, and I'll piggyback on that a little bit. Um, not many people realize this, but this past weekend, uh, Terry McLaurin had 52% target share for the entire team. So, that I mean, that's a guy that's, that's going to be in a great game flow on a team that's going to be, you know, either close or behind most games. And he is the guy that dominates targets. So I do think he's a top 15 play moving forward, no matter what, like Troy said, whatever quarterback is behind there. Yeah. That's or, some, uh, some Devontae Adams up. type target share. Yeah. No, he's, it's, I think he's it's impressive. Better than, better than Devontae. All right. What we got next? Um, we're going to shift to the uh, Sunday night game, Seattle versus Arizona. I mean, it was just Ugh, one, what a game. One, one heck of a ball game. I mean, honestly, to be completely honest, I think Dallas needs to reach out to Seattle and trade for DK Metcalf, but put him on the defensive side of the football. I mean, it was just (laughs) – his his uh, speed was incredible. Buda Baker was running. He just shot him down. 22.4 miles per hour this guy went, and he he was running a mesh route about the two-yard line. So, he went about 98 yeah. yards. Yo, I'm telling you, that – and I hey, and I had I had the overs on that game. And I know it hit, but at the time, I was I was pissed off because Arizona goes down there for four down good. and they don't make shit. So, I'm sitting here yeah. confused because I'm like, that's the best thing of 2020 I've ever seen. And then I'm pissed at him for doing it because I don't get the points. Yeah. Oh, man. Garbart. Garb, Garb, I know you you own DK in our league. I know this game was probably a fluke. Uh, you're not worried long term, are you? No. DK? Yeah, no. I don't think you know. I don't think anyone should be either. I think this was one of those things where the Seahawks are super familiar with Patrick Peterson. Um, it's a guy they've played. What I think this is their 14th game against the guy, so they know what he's capable of. Uh, the Cardinals kind of committed to playing Peterson on DK all night, and. Uh, you know, if I'm Pete Carroll, if I'm Russell Wilson, I'm probably throwing it to Lockett too. Yeah, I mean, I mean, so, unless I mean, you're Russell I, Wilson, you got DK Metcalf on your fantasy team, which obviously he that did. that is true. Yeah, he clearly does not have him. Yes. Exactly. Yeah, but yeah, what, um, honestly though, what a game from Tyler Lockett. Uh, I mean, I don't know how many people he won their league or not their league, but their week for them. Their but week. man, what was that fifty three? Fifty three in, in our league it was fifty three fantasy points. Um I mean For it was PPR, just I think it, PPR. Yeah, PPR no bonus. I think it eleven no receptions. Bonus, yeah. No 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 bonus. But I mean I could see him putting up four points. Next yeah, week. yeah. I mean that's, that's just that's, what Tyler that's what Tyler Lockett does. That's a good thing to So talk, yeah, so what's what's y'all's about. outlook on him the rest of the year? Yeah, that's good because I want to is this a is this a guy that you want on your team? I do not want any piece of Tyler Lockett. I, I'm I with you on I that. I, I agree. I would like sell it. him. I would sell him. If yeah, I don't. I don't like the inconsistency because I mean, his first like three games, he was solid. I think he was putting up 19, 20, and I think he had a 30 point game in there. But then he went like four points, two points by a week, and then he put up 53. I mean, I just don't like the inconsistency. If he's going to be my number one, number two wide receiver, I want consistency with from 18 ranging to a max amount of points you can get i don't want there to be fluctuation yeah i think yeah yeah i feel you i think that uh go ahead troy it, it it's a little i think dk you know long term this is a guy that you can trust more often uh, i think you should expect 
Like if Tyler Lockett goes out next week, week eight and week nine, and he goes six and eight, like six points, eight points, I wouldn't, you, I wouldn't be shocked if you uh, told me that. Um, so just be careful. For me, I'm like I'm with Clay. I'm I'm a trade high on this guy right now, especially after that. And I would just argue that if if you're trading this guy, my my pitch would be. Hey, look, people are going to focus on the emergence of DK, and it's going to be a lot of games like this, you know, where DJ is going to get covered by Patrick Peterson, and you're going to get Lockett, um, you know, wide open on some plays. You know, that'll be my pitch. But uh, I'm I'm a, I'm I'm with Clay on this one in a trade high. I wouldn't be uh, I wouldn't be expecting big <clears throat> bombs and big nugs out of this guy week in and week out. Real quick, from all all three of you, I want you to rank the Pittsburgh Steelers wideouts from first, second, third, who you would rather have for the rest of the year. I want to go Josh, Clay, then Troy. So for me personally, I think this one is pretty easy. I know it's a little fuzzy right now, but I think Claypool is a for sure uh, is for sure third on that list for me. Um, he's a great talent. I do think he's going to be great going forward. I love him in Dynasty. Um, but I think the one, two goes Deontay Johnson and then Juju Smith-Schuster. And I think Juju has, you know, just as much talent as anybody, but there's something special about Target Johnson. That's what I like to call him. Um, I think there's something special about him. I think Big Ben trusts him maybe more than any of the other guys. Um, I know he's had some health issues, but it's like one of those things where he's had two full healthy games and he's had 23 points and 29 points. So I'd go give me Deontay, Juju, Claypool. Clay, your thoughts? So I'm going to be similar, but I'm going to switch. Okay, so I agree Claypool's going to be third. Um, it was a little bit of a weird game for him. I still think he's going to be good fantasy-wise. I don't think he's just going to put up zero points like he did this week. He was shadowed mm-hmm. by Malcolm Butler a lot. Um, so Tennessee definitely planned for that, not knowing what to expect with Deontay Johnson coming back off injury. But – Let's make it known. I think if you have Deontay Johnson, you're playing him for the time being. Um, obviously, he's been hurt, but when the dude plays, he's been legit. For me personally, I, I, I think I would go Juju just because Deontay's health issues won. But it's fair. When they're both healthy, I, don't, I mean, I don't even know. I mean, ben, ben liked them both this week. I think. Juju had nine catches out of the slot. I think Deontay had nine as well from the outside. I mean, Deontay's going to pull more of the better cornerback coverage coming out of the the wide, the wide receiver edge there. But Juju being in the slot, I think that helps him a little more. If, if they're in a good game situation, their game flows have not been good the past two weeks, which is why I think Juju flopped. Troy, yeah. God damn, four to seven. This this one's a this one's a doozy, man. Because it, because uh, it really is. Like you talking talent wise, you know we've we've seen this guy, dude. This guy's a freak. Um, the only I'm gonna go as Garb likes to say, Deontay, freaking Target Johnson, and and I'll go Juju and Claypool. The only reason is because. You know, the, you know the games that I've watched and what I've seen is Juju's Juju's turned into more of a uh, you know flood route, mesh route, possession type receiver. I don't see him making the same amount of big crossing routes and and deep vertical routes like he he has been used in the past. And 
you know, that might just be a different role. He's turned into more of a, you know, a 10-yard route and in guy. Um, and, and Deontay looks like he's like a little bit more of a red zone favorite when healthy. Like I said, like Clay said, you know, we haven't seen him, you know, full healthy for like a three-game span. But uh, this is a talented guy, too. And obviously the target share is nice. Um, so I, for me, real quick, it, it'd be target Johnson, Juju, and then Claypool. Um, real quick, though, back to that. I hate to do it again, but back to that Seahawks game. If you have, if you're a Chase Edmonds owner and you held on to him, it's going to pay off. I'm telling you right now, Gar, me and Garv long talks about this guy from day one. Um, even before the draft, Garb was reading into, you know, is it going to be Kenyon's full-time job? This guy can play. This guy is a top 12 running back with, with Drake out of the picture. And a lot of us here, especially in this podcast, podcast think that you know once he gets the reins on this job he ain't giving this motherfucker back that that's just straight up like he's he's that guy this guy can play this guy's a baller so you know trust in chase Edmonds. if you have him it paid off and he could be a league winner depending on where you're at right now i to, to go with those rankings i would go target johnson juju and claypool as well i think juju has the potential to be the number one, but, I mean, they're treating him like basically how Cole Beasley was whenever he was in Dallas. Um, yeah. So, I think I would take Target Johnson first. Um, the one, the one thing I would say before we leave this, the Steelers let Antonio Brown leave because they got Juju. Yeah. I agree. No, Yeah, so, I mean, he's super talented. They're, they're, they're going to give him the ball. Yeah. But I do agree, um, Deontay. Johnson's a thing. Yes, he, he is a thing for sure. Um, let's shift to we uh, actually let's shift to players um, that we think should we should uh, buy low on and sell high on. Um, Garb and Clay, I'm gonna let y'all two go first, and I'll let Garb uh, go last on this one. Go so ahead, Garb. whichever one. I'll let, you, I'll let you. I'll let you take this one. Uh. Yeah, so if it, let's talk about, you know, the buy low, sell high kind of thing. So, honestly, it, if I got Stefan Diggs, I'm kind of uh, – I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to sell high on him right now. And, and let me tell you why, because this Bills offense is turning into something that we – Yeah. I'm not familiar like, with. This is a guy that – don't get me wrong. I love him. Swag. Yeah, diggity, 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 man. Um, this is a guy that, you know, is a burner turned into a possession receiver, but he still has got that upside, but it, it's not really him. This is an offense that, you know, year, two years, you know, going running before the season, this was a running offense. This was a, this was a, you know, ground and pound offense. We're going to run it on the ground. We're going to, you know, smash it down the throw and then we're going to pass when we, when we need to, you know, all of a sudden, it's turned into, you know, Josh Allen throwing the ball 45, 50 times a game. This is this is the offense it's turned into. And Singletary, Moss, uh, if you missed out on trading Singletary, you're stuck with him now. Ain't no one going to want that garbage right now. Moss is a little interesting. Um, if you have him, I'd stash him. But for me, uh, I, I'm selling high on Diggs strictly because this offense. It, it's not what we saw. Um, at the beginning of the season, and to be honest, when we did see him soar, you know, we were talking early about the Jets. They played the Dolphins. You know, we saw some good stuff out of the Rams, but they haven't really played 
you know, elite defense until, you know, Tennessee. And then even when they got behind with the Chiefs, you know, we saw Josh Allen struggle. He's got some fumbling issues. Um, I don't really know if, if Diggs can, you know, keep this up. And not to mention, you know, down the road they go Chargers that have good backfield, uh, good defensive backs. Hayward's going to shadow. You got the 49ers, Steelers, Broncos away like th- this is a this is a offense that I think will struggle a little bit in the in the future so if you got if you got Stefan Diggs uh I'm selling high um I actually did in one of the leagues I'm in um I think he's still a good player I think he'll still get you some points you need and maybe give you a bang every now and then but he's not the kind of consistency I think you're going to see in the future um by low guy, obviously, I, I'm going to tell you the obvious one. Clay Wolf might have some better ones, but if, if you can buy low on Le'Veon right now, I think you need to buy low. I mean, you obviously saw game script pending. You saw him bite into touches, um, but you're talking a guy that is hungry for a ring, and not only for a ring, and not only a talented guy, but he's here to prove something. Like, you know, as soon as that deal was done, he's like, hey, I got something to prove. I'm ready. I'm not scared of it. And the game script was, you know, a little different, but t- I mean, he still looked good. A long of 16 yards on the ground, six for 39. You know, this is a guy you need to, if you can buy low on him. I'm trying to do it in my league. Um, I-, I buy low if you can. Clay, to you. All right. So my two I've already touched on briefly, um, and it's because I was kind of thinking of thinking about these two throughout the week. Okay. My buy low is going to be Nick Chubb. And my reason for this is if you're in a position where you can dish out somebody, uh, I don't, like say you're running back twos, I don't know. Uh, like if you have Clyde, you have uh, Jonathan Taylor, any of these guys that are serviceable, but – there's somebody that needs to win that's got Nick Chubb on their bench. Go get Nick Chubb because in two weeks or even next week, he I think he comes back in, in week 10 is his estimated. You know, they may not rush him back if they're still winning ball games, But in week 10, if he comes back, if you wait another week, you're going to miss out on this man. And right now there's a good chance whichever team he's on, they're probably losing a couple of games here and there. Go get Nick Chubb. He's going to come back. He's going to do exactly what he was doing because the Browns thrive off of Nick Chubb. You don't see Kareem Hunt. As good as Kareem is, you don't see him going out, putting up uh, 120 yards and two touchdowns. Like, that's Nick Chubb's job. He's one of the best running backs in the league. So go out get Nick Chubb. Opposite side of things, if you are a team that's not doing as good, I think you can buy low on Zeke right now. Dude's had two of the worst weeks of his career, you can say. Um, and I think if you need to win, I think he's still Zeke. That offense is going to realize that with uh, Benucci in the, at quarterback, they're not going to try to throw the ball. Um, you know, people may pack the box against him, but Zeke, they're going to get they're going to get the ball to Zeke. So I think he's a decent buy low right now as well. My sell high, I think this is the easiest sell high in the whole league. It's Tyler Lockett. I mean, 53 points. The dude is so inconsistent. There's a good chance he puts up less than 10 next week. I'd put my mortgage on it. (laughs) I mean, 
I'm just saying right now the the best value you're going to get for this guy. So go out, ship him, ship him, yeah. get it, get a wide receiver one, get a RB one, whatever you need, do it, do it while you can. Garb. Yeah, so I I do agree with Clay on Tyler Lockett being the biggest candidate for a sell high. Um, so I kind of audibled. I didn't want to you know completely echo on what he had to say. I think my sell high for the week is Antonio Gibson. Um, this is a guy that has been extremely touchdown dependent. If you're looking at the rankings, like he's 100% top 15 right now. He looks like he's good on paper, but um, in the three weeks he hasn't scored a touchdown. He's had five points, nine points, and nine points. Um, I do think as good as the Washington defense is, I do think this is a team that's not going to be trying to milk the clock a whole lot. And to be honest, I don't have a ton of faith in Antonio Gibson getting 20 carries again or anywhere near 20 carries again the rest of the season. So I think maybe you've seen the best of Antonio Gibson this year. I think McKissick is going to be a problem for him depending on the game flow. So I do think right now my number one sell high candidate is Antonio Gibson. Um, So as far as buy low, um, I'm going to go to quarterback here. And I know he's looked pretty bad these past few weeks, but Josh Allen is a thing. Um, I do think he's going to be close to his week one through four self than he was his five through seven. Uh, This offense will figure it out. They're going through a little bit of a slump. I don't think you want to be hitting on all cylinders, um, you know, in mid-October. This guy is super talented. He has an absolute cannon for an arm. Uh, His floor is super high with his rushing. Uh, You know, people were arguing three weeks ago that he could be the MVP of the league. You know, he's had a couple bad weeks. It happens. Um, I think Josh Allen is a great, great uh, buy-low candidate. Yeah, so I'm going to touch on two players. One's going to be a sell high. One I just like. I'll touch on him first. What guy I like moving forward is Jar- is Jarvis Landry. Um, I just acquired him from Clay Collier in a in lots of booze yahoos this past week. Um, with Odell going down, I think his target share is going to go up. And for the rest of the year, he has to face the Raiders, Texans, Eagles, Jags, Titans, Ravens, Giants, Jets, Steelers. And in playoffs, the Steelers is the last week. So if you don't play week 17, you're fine there. And really the only matchup that you're scared about is the Ravens. So, but I mean, moving forward, none of those matchups really scare you. Um, Game script wise, the over most likely should hit in all of those games and the Browns should do well in those games. And moving forward, selling high. um, And I hate to say it because he was, I was gun ho on getting him this year but it's Lamar Jackson. I'm not super big on Lamar moving forward. Um, The schedule he has moving forward is brutal. In my opinion, Um, he has the Steelers this weekend, the Colts, the following weekend, got a bill Belichick defense on a Sunday night, which is kind of scary. Then he goes Titans, which you like Steelers. You hate Cowboys, which is just going to be the overs will hit for the Ravens, just the team total. (laughs) And then you go Browns, Jags, Giants, Bengals. So, I mean, honestly, Lamar hasn't been all what he's supposed to be. It's a pretty favorable uh, playoff matchup. Is that something if you have a quarterback right now, you're, you're, looking, at, you're looking at trading for Lamar? Uh, for long term, uh, if you're in a good spot right now, if you have a good quarterback that's serviceable, yeah, you could look for the, uh, the playoffs. But if you're kind of three and three, two and four, or 
what if you're below 500, but you think your team has a chance and Lamar's your quarterback, I don't like him at all for the next three, four, or five weeks. I think, yeah, but if for you, sure, if you can get two playoffs, I think he could go off in the playoffs. But you got to get to the playoffs uh, first. And they could be fighting for a yeah. uh, home play, like uh, home field playoffs. Not home, not that home field advantage, as yeah. big home field advantage. Yeah. Not that it's as big of a deal with no fan, no fans, but you know it's still an effect on the players real, traveling. Real quick, yeah, if, if, sure. uh, I want to touch on some other players real quick. If you're a guy um, that maybe was banking on Cam, or you know inconsistent Matt Ryan, or you know Jared Goff, um, you know Carson Wentz been good this past you know weeks because he's running the ball in, but I don't know if that's gonna you know stay up. You know, if this guy is – if Justin Herbert is on your waivers, go get him now. You know, this is a guy I think – yes. He should not he be on your waivers. 22-26 and then exploded this last week, was QB1. This is a guy you want. This is a guy that, you know, if you ask a lot of people, if you ask us, you know, he's he's the guy you want. There's a lot of guys in this league, you know, great guys, you know, Brady, Rogers, guys who have done well already, but you know this Herbert guy can play. I know he's young, um, but they're going to be behind. They're at committee with running back. They, you know they can't turn and hand the ball off to Eckler um, anymore. So this is a guy who's going to have to throw, and he's got a possession receiver in Keenan Allen, and he's got two horses with you know Williams and Guyton. So this is a guy that's going to rack up some yards, rack up some TDs, and then also too. This Bengals wide receiving core, it's the real deal. Joey B is going to throw the ball, man. Higgins can play. If you haven't trusted Higgins, this guy can play. Deep threat, I think he's averaging around like 20, 18 yards per reception. Um, He's scoring touchdowns. This guy can play. Obviously, Boyd's the one. And, you know, A.J. Green's come along. He's thrown it the last two two games. He can – catch some good uh, good balls, and he's looked like he's got a little more chemistry with Joey B. Um, you know, for me, Boyd's a wide receiver one, Higgins a wide receiver two, and, and A.J. Green up in that flex a little bit now for me. Um, so this wide receiving core for the Bengals, um, it's the real deal. They're going to be behind, um, and trusting Joey B, you know, those guys can ball. All right, guys, let's move forward to week eight. Um, we're going to touch on some games here. First, we're going to go to the Thursday night matchup. Falcons, Panthers in Carolina on Fox 720. Um, they met a couple weeks ago. Um, obviously, you're playing Julio Jones. You're playing Calvin Ridley. Uh, I think I'm pretty sure CMC is going to be out this week, so you're starting Mike Davis. Um, any other guys that you see serviceable for this matchup? Well, I think you've got to you you've got to start. I'll let I'll let Josh go right after this. I'll be quick. I think you've got to start DJ yeah. Moore. I mean, Atlanta's yes, defense yeah. is just horrid. I mean, it's gonna it's probably gonna be a shootout. I think the over under is like fifty two or something like that. Uh, I I mean, I think it's gonna be a passing game for sure. Yeah. So ahead, one Josh. thing I want to touch on, and it's not necessarily a you know if I'd play this guy or not, but while we're talking about the Panthers. Um, the guy that's caught me maybe most off guard this entire season is Robbie Anderson. Yeah. Um, he's been an absolute freak. He's, you know, the first two or three weeks, I was like, wow, he had a good start. You know, he's never been a guy you could rely on. 
as Troy would say, he's a he's a burner, you know, a guy that can go out and put up 30 and then four the next week. So um, but I will say I'm I'm completely all in on Robbie Anderson. Uh, I I view him as a low end wide receiver one the rest of the way. Um, I just want to kind of touch on that, you know, while we're talking about the Panthers, because I do believe this guy is the truth. Yeah, uh, I'll second that. I, I, Robbie Anderson is a 100 percent set it and forget it. Um, you know, especially with Teddy um, throwing these underneath routes, which is kind of what Robbie Anderson's turned into. Um, and, you know, we're talking about, like Clay said, you know, he over at 51 and a half, this over is going to hit, you know, points per game. Atlanta's averaging 26 points per game and, and Carolina around 23. Um, these teams, these defenses are going to get, are going to get pushed and they're going to get a little bit shredded um, both ways. Um Atlanta's kind of sold out against the pass. I mean, uh, I'm uh, sorry, not Atlanta. Carolina's kind of, you know, been all right against the pass. I think they allowed like top 10 in def- uh, pass de- defense, but they're allowing like 130 yards per game on the ground. So whether that's Gurley, shit, I don't know if I trust Gurley, honestly. I know he's been good, but he's messed up some. Over, over, under, over, under 17 and a half fantasy points oh. for Todd Gurley. Yeah, I think he thing. scores like for two, sure. It's, it's like the yards that worries me. Yards, it's, it's just he he's he's going to get right. twelve points. Whether he gets seventeen or not, yeah. that's a question. Uh, give me he's the over score. on that. If if you have Todd Gurley yeah. on your team, you're but starting, I'm back to my the point. Over. Yeah, like Clay said, you're starting Julio, you're starting Ridley, you're starting these guys. Um, if you need a quarterback who's on a buy, you might be streaming Teddy Bridgewater. If there's, I mean, if you got Jared Goff on there and I don't know, Baker and, and Teddy Bridgewater, if he's on the waivers, you're streaming Teddy Bridgewater because this Atlanta defense, about 440 yards, you know, allowed per game, you know, defensively. So this is a this is a big shootout, and I think you're starting – I'm with Clay on this one. You're definitely starting DJ Moore and, you know, hoping he catches some bombs, which I think he will. Steelers, Ooh. Ravens, um, pretty sure. That's going to be a great game, great defensive battle, uh, 12 o'clock on CBS in Baltimore. Um, who do you all like in this game? Who do you not like in this game? Well, I have a quick question before we dive into the game. Okay. With this game on CBS, are you guys watching the game or are you watching Red Zone? I I'll think personally, I think I'll have the, yes, I'll have the Red Zone on the TV. And that was the CBS on the iPad. Yeah. So, I can't believe yeah. they're not flexing this game until Sunday. You got to watch both. I was hoping, yeah, I was hoping no. until, until Wednesday that they'd pull some COVID stuff, you know, but you can't not have Scott Hansen on the television. You got to have him up. I mean, we have the New York Giants on prime Tuesday night football. I thought it was the hey. Eagles Cowboys. Or is that Monday night? Hey. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. They should have Giants are Monday night. Eagles Cowboys Sunday night. Regardless, we have seventy five percent NFC East playing in prime time, and we have <laughs> the six and zero Steelers and the five and one Ravens at yeah. noon. Goodell, get it together, man. Anyway, let's dive into the yeah. Game. So for for me, I'm I can't wait honestly, but um, it's it's a prove it game for me for Lamar Jackson, right? Way just talked about, um, you know his what he's done in the past and he's kind of falling off a little bit. You know, this is a team Pittsburgh who's allowed 68 yards per game rushing. Um, so obviously 
with that screwed up Baltimore backfield, I mean, you don't know who's going to get it. Do- they, sh- In my opinion, Dobbins needs to get the keys. But next thing you know, you got Gus the freaking bus coming through with like 12 carries. So, I mean, who knows? <laughs> hey, they – Leading the team be, in carries week in, week out. could be the fourth quarter this Sunday, and you could see Buck Allen, bro, walk, like down the lane over here in Baltimore. <laughs> who knows? Uh, but uh, – <laughs> I think that was two years ago, uh, but – but this is a prove-it game for Lamar. Like I said, 68 yards on the ground for Pittsburgh. I don't I don't see him running a lot. Uh, I know Pittsburgh's going to score. I know Ben usually struggles away from home, but, you know, limited crowd basis. Over under 46.5. I'm taking the unders on this one. Um, like defensive shootout, but we'll, we'll see how Lamar does. I, if he wants to win, though, he's got to pass. If he doesn't. If he doesn't throw the ball 35 times, I, I don't think they win, you know. So, he needs to throw it about 35, 40 times for them to win, in my opinion. So, we'll see what happens. Yeah, I don't I don't know. I don't know I don't know who to trust this week with that game in fantasy. I think it's a complete toss up. Um, I think the Steelers definitely win. I think they got the better team overall. That Steelers defense is just something special. Um, I think it does benefit the Steelers wide receivers that they'll be in a close game again. I think that's the whole reason that they were productive this past week playing Tennessee. Um, Tennessee was lacking a couple defensive units, but overall, if if, if Pittsburgh's in a not even a shootout, just in a close game. Um, their whole offense is worthy of a start. As for, like, any Ravens running backs, I don't trust any of them. I think Troy already mentioned that. You don't even know if Gus Edwards getting all the carries or Mark Ingram or whoever. Um, I think somebody you could possibly hope for a 20-piece is Marquise Hollywood Brown. This dude could randomly catch a bomb this game. I think that's something that might happen. They're going to be packing the box half the time, trying to trying to shadow Lamar, little play action. Hollywood's going to be gone. So yeah. that's my pick for a, a possible flyer of a fantasy pick. Um, I think they're going to shut Mark Andrews down. Um, I think I think Pittsburgh plus four is a lock, absolute lock. Over under, I probably would Troy on the unders, but. Outside of that, I, I do. I Carl. do love Pittsburgh this week. I don't. I don't really. That's one of those lines that doesn't make sense to me. And sometimes when you see something that you know you think you have figured out, the first thing you do is you know immediately fade it because you assume Vegas knows something that yeah. you don't. Uh, this one feels like that to me. I think Pittsburgh at minus or plus four. I mean, I don't know how you give an undefeated team. Yeah, I don't Too know how you give true. an undefeated team. You know four points to work with. I'm sure something has to do, you know, with the Ravens coming off the bye, you know, they'll have some stuff cooked up, but uh, fantasy wise, this game, the only Ravens I'm playing is Lamar Jackson and Mark Andrews. Um, Hollywood, you know, he was a guy I was super high on to start the year off. I, I, I did want him in pretty much every league I was in, but man, I just don't know. I, there's something that I just don't trust about it right now. Yeah. I just don't Complete trust it right now. Mark. Uh, especially against this defense, you know, if you told me the score was 20 to 10 Steelers, I I would completely believe you. 
I do see the unders happening in this game. Fantasy-wise, I'm not as excited as I am just, you know, football fan watching this one. Yeah. And, and like Clay said, he, he described Hollywood perfect for me. It, it, if you're playing and it's a flyer, it, you don't – and what we mean by that, for, you know, the audience, I don't know. This is a guy who can – like Garb said, I call him burners. This is a guy who can burn and he can go for a catch a bomb. He can go for 20 points, but – don't expect that, you know. I'm I'm telling you right now, you know, with these flyers against these tough defense, yeah, he's not catching six. He's gonna catch, balls. you know, three, and one of them's gonna be a bomb. And if he gets in the end zone, that's a bonus. So that will get you to 20 points if he gets in the end zone. Don't expect that. Um, it's more likely that uh, he goes for around six or eight. You know, you can see that um, more likely. But I think you're starting. Uh, for me, I think you're starting Juju and Target Johnson. Um, and like I've said, Lamar and, and Holly uh, and Andrews. And if you're going for that burner, that flyer, you know, Hollywood's your guy. What we got next, Wage? Mr. Wage is having some technical difficulties over here. Um, he must have gotten sleepy. I think, wait. Uh, I think Wages okay. was going for uh, <laughs> uh, the 320. Let's talk about 49ers Seahawks, 325. Uh, what y'all got for that? Seahawks minus three. Um, and we got the over-under at 53 and a half. Josh, what you got for that, man? So I just – I have issues going against the Seahawks. Um, I know the 49ers look good this past week. I do think it's one of those games that is a shootout. And I think a shootout favors the Seahawks in this one. Um, you know, if you're a owner of DK, Russell, Lockett, um, I'm not sure. Is Chris Carson playing this week? We know. Oh, they don't. Think they, so. they don't. It might, might be a high show. show. Even if I have high, you know, depending on my running back situation, I'm, yeah, 100%. No, I'm Either running high. I think I you got a Carson is out. Um, you know, and let's see the 49ers, you know, I think Kittle has an absolute monster day. Uh, Debo Samuels, questionable for this one. I don't think he's going to play. Do you all like Brandon Ayuk this game? I do. I, I like I like Brandon Ayuk with Seattle giving up about 370 passing yards per game. Like, this is a guy who basically he's another Debo Samuel. He's a little bit bigger, a um, little bit more – yeah, a little bit more. And of a Debo's freak. out, right? With Debo out, um, I think Seattle will, you know, zone in on um, with, with Kittle. Um, and I don't know if Jamal Adams is a go or not, but um, they'll zone in on Kittle, and it might open up the field for Ayuk a little bit. Um, like Josh said, though, Sam, uh, Seattle, you're firing on all cylinders with DK Lockett and. Um, Wilson and whoever that running back is. San Francisco side, I don't know what y'all think, but uh, this Kyle, Kyle Shanahan, sh- this guy could make any one of us look good at running back. Whoever's playing back there, they're, they're running the ball and scoring like three touchdowns a game. So this guy gets these running backs. I think to it's got to. I think it's. I think um, it has to be the McKinnon show. It's. I mean, it, it's McKinnon's going to have a big DC. game. There's no I way Hasty, no way Hasty just going yeah. to take McKinnon's role after so, the mean, production I, I McKinnon had. I literally don't know. Yeah. I think with what Shanahan said and, and the clues he said about, you know, resting him, thought he had a rib injury. Um, 
I think that it's got to be the McKinnon show for sure. Maybe Hasty comes in, change of pace back. But um, I'd expect McKinnon around 20 touches. So um, I like Seattle, obviously. Um, hard to go against them. Uh, I don't know what your thoughts are, though, Clay, about the San Francisco back. I think, I think if you – I mean, I think overall fantasy – it's just going to be a great game for both teams. I think it's going to be a shootout. There's a reason the over-under set at like 54, um, which is, I think, the highest in the league this week. Could be wrong on that. Don't quote me. Tennessee, Cincinnati might be up there. But both have good coaches. Both are going to be prepared. Seattle's off a loss. Um, if I had to pick a team to win, it's going to be them. Russell Wilson's not going to lose two games in a row. But – Overall, I mean, I think McKinnon's going to put on a show. If he's somebody you can pick up, pick up off of waivers, hopefully he's not on waivers. But if you can and stream him, that's a guy. Um, I already talked about Brandon Ayuk, so I won't touch on that. But he's another guy, too. But anyway, I think we can segment into our last thing. I want you all to give me one hot take for week eight can be any team, any player, whatever. Give me one hot take, whether it's fantasy, whether it's whether it's a lock of the week, whatever it is. One hot take. What you got, guys? So I'll start off with my, uh, you know, my money line upset of the week here. And I know most of us probably tuned in to the Monday night football game with the Bears-Rams. And, you know, sometimes Matt Nagy's offense can, you know, leave us, you know, a little, little bit with a headache. I do think, though, that the Bears come out and they beat Drew Brees at Soldier Field this week. I know they're only a four-point or four-point dog, but uh, I do think the Bears come out and shock shock the world and beat the Saints this week. Uh, I got I got two. Um, I'll go off garb script. Uh, money line bet. Um, I've looked at all of them. There's a couple I I like and uh, I'm gonna go with, but. If I had to choose one, um, I'm going to go with uh, – <laughs> I'm going to go with two at home in the opener, man. You know, plus three and a half. Rams uh, coming on uh, coming to Miami. Uh, short week a little bit. You know, one day less rest. Um, and, you know, talk about Miami. You know, we're talking about a team who's – they got three losses, you know, but those losses, you know, have been – they were in that Patriots game to the second half, and they lost to the Bills, and they lost to the Seahawks. Smashed the 49ers, you know, then beat the Jets. If you ask me right now, this team might be for real. If you told me that, you know, they were at the top of the division come the end, I, I don't know if I'm surprised. Gaskin's a baller. He's a stud. Fitzy was doing it. Uh, I got no reason to believe Tua can't do it. So, that that's my upset. Um, and then a little hot take, I'll, uh, getting back at his old team, I'll take, uh, Le'Veon Bell outscores CEH fantasy-wise, uh, I like Sunday. That. I like Give me that hot take. Maybe, maybe they, you know, get him in the offensive game plan a little more, a better game script. Maybe he falls in the end zone and CEH doesn't. Um, give me Bell on the, on the higher fantasy points. Four on games this week. I absolutely love from a better standpoint. Eagles minus seven. I absolutely would hammer that. The boys are not good defensively or offensively. I would hammer the Eagles minus seven. Steelers plus four. 
I think that's a given. We Garb hit that on hit on that earlier. I like that. Green Bay minus seven to the Minnesota Vikings. The Vikings are horrible. Kirk Cousins throws picks left and right. I like that. And I think that people are sleeping. And this y'all are gonna think I'm crazy. Jets plus 19 and a half with Sammy D at the reins. I like the bet there. That's a lot of points. But I trust that's in Arrowhead. But Isn't, I that's in Arrowhead, Sam right? Sam Darnold at the reins. I think. Wow. It, it the, yo, that depends to me. It, if Jameson Hot Cheetos crowd <laughs> is playing, bro, shit. Goddamn vote of seven. If Jameson Hot, Hot Cheetos Crowder's playing, give me uh, – I, I might take the Jets on that 19 and a half. Well, if he gets ruled in, that 19 and a half will go to 10, right? I mean, he's that, he's that kind of player. <laughs> <laughs> get, play, play, play. Yeah, Devontae Adams type play, of points. I mean, he's a Kittle kind of guy, you know? So, Clay, Clay, give me what you got. What you got in your hot take, man? Okay, so I so I got I'm gonna give my I'm gonna give my like one lock slash like it, it's technically an upset because of the point spread, but I think Las Vegas is an absolute lock plus three versus the Browns. I do think the Browns are a good team. They got a good defense. They got nothing but weapons on offense, but they just they keep winning these close games. And Las Vegas is a really good team. Derek Carr's a good quarterback. I think Las Vegas pulls this one out money line. Um, I also think the overs hit on that at 51 and a half. But my hot take, it's one of two. One of two here. Two games. Tennessee-Cincinnati. Tennessee's minus six. Hot take. Cincinnati upsets Tennessee. I think Cincinnati has played almost every game really close. I mean, I think they're just due. Um, I know Tennessee's off a close loss with Pittsburgh. They came back, played it tough. But I don't know. Some, something something in me tells me Joe, Joey Burrow's in for a good one this week. My other one, that's, a, that's my 50-52, is New England over Buffalo. Um, I mean, New England has just been shocking since that good performance against Kansas City. Good, good three quarters against Kansas City, and then they just blow it up. I mean, Bill Belichick's got to turn something around. There's he, he's one of the best coaches ever for a reason. They're two and four. I think Cam has a big day. I think I think they pull it out against Buffalo. One of those two games is going to happen. Well, well, That's, those those I are my hot That day. is a wrap from the four members of Lots of Booze Yahoos. Um, give us a follow on our Twitter at Lots Booze Yahoos. That is at Lots Booze Yahoos. Uh, we will upload this podcast tomorrow, which will be Thursday, October 29th. Um, tune in next week for our week eight recap and are looking forward to the week nine. Boys, it was a pleasure, and we will see you next week.